Welcome back to the Cover Zero podcast. I'm your host for the week six preview. We're, we're getting into that, that point where what number is this? And that lets you know we in the thick of it right there. We go, it's going too fast, bro. It's going too fast. To me, it's going, it's going too, too fast. fast bro. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Corday, where, where are you at on how this is going? Uh, it's going too fast. You know, keeping up with these fantasy football teams and the team and the podcast. It's, it's going fast, man. It's going real fast out here. Fast times of cover zero as we join you tonight for our preview. That was Corday. That was Jay that you heard. I am your host, Jordan. We're going to be going over three games tonight. Hopefully, we have enough time to get into a topic that we want to get into that's like a dovetail from the last game that we're going to preview, which is the Raiders and the Patriots, Josh McDaniels versus Bill Belichick, two teams that desperately need a win if they want to stay relevant. Our game of the week will be right sandwiched in the middle of this one. That's going to be the Lions and the Bucks, but we're going to kick things off first with Seattle at Cincinnati. Seattle coming fresh off of a bye, traveling to Cincinnati where the Bengals are just fresh off of a week where they return to the form on offense that we expected them to. As we go into this game, Jay, I'm going to swing this one over to you first. Where is this Bengals offense in comparison to where your expectation had them at the beginning of the year? Yeah, to me, I, I got them right. They're, they're not at that level, in my opinion, just because they just, they just started getting hot last year, or last year, last week. And it was against an Arizona team. You know, a team that's really not that good. So I'm still questioning if this Bengals offense has really showed up yet. I know Jamar Chase got off. Joe Burrow looked like Joe Burrow. But that offensive line still sucks. Still you know, sucks. Joe Burrow is still getting hit. You know, so I'm, I'm concerned as far as if this offense will be able to continue the run, especially against really good teams. You know, and the defense is not helping. Now, I know you didn't mention the defense. But sure, sure, sure. But no, you're right. Playing well, getting the ball back and shutting down the opposing offense. It's hard for the offense to, you know, have to be on the field for that long. It's just a little bit tough. So it's on both sides, really. But, yeah, the offense is not where it should be. Offense is not where it should be. We look at them going against the Seattle team. Now, Seattle in the last couple of weeks has played the likes of Carolina and the likes of New York, two teams that are able to make certain teams look better than they might be. With that said, though, as we go into this game, the Seattle pass rush came to life last week. Corday, to swing it over to you with this bad offensive line in Cincy, how do you think the Seattle pass rush is going to be able to fare on Sunday? I think it actually might be able to fare pretty well. I mean, we, they say we talk about a bad offensive line, and we saw uh, Jamar Chase have an amazing game last week, but also at the same time, it seemed like they wasn't doubling him the whole time. Like the one person no. you should always double, and T. Higgins was out this game, it should be Jamar Chase. Like I don't know why you got him in, like you playing zone or got him in man and stuff like that, but if just Seattle goes in knowing we're going to double Jamar, and make Burrow move around and let our pass rush get off because they're coming off of a lever sack game against the Giants, who's another bad offensive line. So I don't know if they can repeat 11 sacks, but maybe they can probably repeat five to six sacks because Joe Burrow does love to hang on to the football. And then if they double in uh, Jamar Chase and Seattle secondary is way better than the Arizona Cardinals, right? And Carolina. And Carolina. And they got better linebackers. Uh, their D-line is better. Like, the overall defense of that Seattle team is way better than the Cardinals. And then if you got a coach like Pete Carroll, you know he's probably going to say, we doubling, we doubling Jamar and make somebody else beat us out here, and we need to get to Joe Burrow. Because he said last week he was the best he felt all year mm-hmm. on that calf, yep. and he was off the injury report, injury report, and he played well, but I'm still like, mm, 
how you go from aggravating it two weeks ago to all of a sudden now was the best you ever felt. I'm like, I don't know. You might have well, got he, he got to say how something moved. like that. It's how he moved. What he did, though. Yeah. The game he had, he's definitely going to say something like that. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, I mean, he said it before. Been a bad game. Yeah. yeah. But had he had a bad game, wouldn't he yeah. have said nothing like that? He probably yeah. would have said, oh, yeah, still hurting. You know, yeah, yeah. Bothered me, but I'm out there, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, you're right. Correct. Good point, Stu. Good point. Yeah. I, I think really with him with that one was, okay, he said that, sure. He threw the ball well. He also threw the ball against the Rams. He threw the ball decently enough, but he didn't move. In this game against the Cardinals, we actually saw this guy move off of his base and start to try to run around. He's talking about feeling better now. So that's kind of why I believe, like, as this continues and he's getting in full practices, he may not necessarily be, like, back to Joe Burrow for full form, but he's at least a better version of the guy they were trotting out there against the likes of the Titans, the likes of the Browns, you know, yeah, sure. and that type of thing. So that's kind of where we're headed right now. Looking at this Seattle defense, Corday, to speak to the doubling, I'm with you on that. You got you to shade a, shade a safety over the top of him, bracket him inside out, you know, you don't, don't necessarily have to do the one double number, but you've got to put two guys that have attention on him specifically. That has to be a plan. Seattle's defense specifically is the second most zone-heavy squad in the NFL right now, running it at 88% of their defensive plays. They run man at an 11.6% rate. So with that said, in terms of the coverage that we're going to see for Jamar Chase, something that I think is really interesting, Jay, our boy, Devin Witherspoon, right? His usage, right? The thing that's been interesting since they've deployed him, he was hurt week one when they lost to the Rams. Mm -hmm. In week two and in week three, he played outside and left. So the outside left corner, both of those games, and he just stayed out there. Then when they played against the Giants, a game where you had Tariq Woolen, who was able to come back because he went out in the Detroit game, they moved Devin Witherspoon more into the slot against the Giants specifically. Now, is that a function of the Giants being a team where they want to send heat with that shitty offensive line? Daniel Jones isn't some guy that's going to go attack outside the numbers. He's going to try to hit Waller on all that mess of slot receivers in the middle. So that's where you want to put him to shine and give him confidence against, let's just call it what it is, a not very good NFL team. <laughs> like, like it's a trash squad. So basically a long way to like a short question. Jay, I'll swing it back to you. What would your plan with this secondary, like as far as Devin Witherspoon and Reek Willen goes and the safeties you have, how are you like how do, how what are you expecting to see or what are you looking to see when they play against each other? I you know one thing you didn't mention bro I seen him play in the box a lot too. He's been real physical in the slot. In the yeah, box. in the slot. Yeah, yeah. That's so where he I played mean, in the in the Giants game. He played in the slot okay. like way more in that game. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's so what I'm I mean, saying against the Giants he played in the slot. I think they're still trying to so this is the thing with this one. I think they're still trying to figure out where he works best at. You know, because he's a rookie. They drafted him real high, you know, but they want to see where they actually could put him at. I think in this game here some of those brackets you guys was talking about, I could see them using him, bracketing Jamar Chase, bracketing maybe even T. Higgins or putting them on T. Higgins and letting uh, Woolen and the other guys bracket Jamar Chase. I think they're really going to be moving him around a lot. Like you said, they do use him a lot. They use they, they run zone more than just about any team in the league. Sure. So I could definitely see them kind of mixing it up a little bit. But, yeah, I, I, I just see them really mixing it up, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. The pass rush is something I want to pay attention to with this Seattle defense. The pass rush is big. Again, they had all those sacks against the Giants. What does that mean for that offensive line? Someone I want to highlight on this defense is Jaron Reed before moving to the other side of the ball. Jaron Reed is someone they let go, brought back, and is now killing. Right now, Jaron Reed, he has the he's eighth in run stop percentage among D tackles in the NFL. He also is 21st in pass rush win rate among defensive tackles, but he's being double teamed at a top five rate currently. That is pretty impressive for me. At a top, like among the top five D tackles, he's in that mix. Like somewhere I remember, like four or three. 
don't don't quote me on that. But he's definitely in the top five. Uh, Jamal Adams is on track to play after returning last week and suffering a concussion, like what nine snaps in or mm-hmm. something like that. We'll go ahead and see how he's going to do. The Seattle run defense so far has been been very good. Uh, last notes about this uh, Cincinnati offense before we move to the other side of the ball. Corday, what do you expect from this Bengals run game with this offensive line and the Seattle defense? I mean, it, it, I, I'm expecting at least see a lot more Joe Mixon. I mean, if you want to keep these guys honest and keep the pressure off of Joe Burrow, I need to at least mix it in with Joe Mixon um, because you don't want them just like dropping back all the time and just having everybody pill their ears back and try to just go after Joe Burrow. We know he holds on to the ball, but they need to utilize Joe Mixon a lot more. Like a few weeks ago, I remember they was utilizing them and having the running game more effective. You need to do that again. And just keep all those pass rushes off them. The run def- you still the run defense is improving this year with Seattle, but you still want to test it to see like how much better mm-hmm. is it truly. Like I think one thing that uh, they brought back Jeremy, but also the addition of bringing back Bobby Wagner really helped that run defense really become solidified because he's still a top back. He's killing. Yeah, he's still Bobby's he's, still killing. Still killing. Spoiler still. alert: He's going to be like at worst a second team linebacker, might be first on my yeah. all pro list when it comes out. I mean, <laughs> so it's like, so it's like, yeah. So we want to see like because they they basically run like a three moves to the three four scheme, and Bobby's versatile. That's how good he is. He could play in either scheme. So you want to test how good their run defense really is, and get Joe Mixon going early, and then uh, throw it over the top to Jamar Chase because if they double him, you got to figure out another way, and then. I'm not sure if T. Higgins is going to be playing because I remember he has those cracked ribs. Currently questionable, yeah. yeah. So we got to see if it's his pain tolerance, if he will be, or will he might scratch out of there. So if he's not there, really got to have a good, strong running game. Mm-hmm. Moving over to the other side of the ball, we'll talk about this Seattle offense. We'll talk about the Bengals defense. Geno Smith this year has been Mr. Play Action under Shane Waldron so far. Heavy play action. He has the highest rate of play action drop play action dropbacks in the NFL right now. And a big part of, of his game that I noticed with it is how much better he is when he has play action as opposed to when he doesn't. Like, it just, he is he is hitting at a level that's very, very high right now. Uh, he has the second largest increase with play action. 16% completion rate ex- goes up when he has no play action versus having it. That's something that's very key and something that Walter's dialing up with the tight ends and with their wide receivers. Charles Cross, the left tackle who got hurt, is supposed to practice, or he did practice, supposed to play he did. He on limited. track right there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jay, with the Seattle offense so far, they're sixth in points right now. What stands out the most about them to you? I mean, if you look at what Shane Waldron's doing with his personnel, the two tight ends, how creative he's using with the one running back, the two, two tight ends. He's, had, he's getting – he's basically having one tight end set up in the normal position where it's right next to the tackle. And then he'll have another tight end that's literally right behind right behind him set up Sniffer. lined up with Geno Smith. And then he got the running back. Yeah, so yep. he's – so those play-action plays that you're talking about, it makes it even tougher because you don't know where he's going to possibly hand it off to because you got different linemen moving from left to right, and you got the running back and the tight end that's on the side on the same side as Geno. So just the creativeness from Shane Walden on, on Waldron on how he's u- really utilizing Geno Smith is really impressive because it's working. And Geno mm-hmm. Smith has been in this league for a cool little minute. You mean I mean we've seen flashes of him look good in spurts, you know, but not where it's at this level over the last what year and a half. Well, about about to be year and a half going on two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm expecting some more of that creativeness. I think that's really what's gonna. That's why I'm leaning towards. You know, I don't have a score yet, but this is why I'm leaning towards Seattle because as bad as the defense of the Bengals has been and how creative this Seattle's offense has been, sure. I think it's gonna spell more trouble for that Bengals 
uh, defense. So I'm expecting them to be really creative like they've been over the last few weeks. A lot to like there in Seattle uh, on both sides of the ball. The offense, though, just they are, they are capable of just like like ramping it up, running it up. Like you don't feel like if they get the ball back and they, they need something to happen, you feel like yeah, this team can do it. Like they got the dudes. You know, we talked about what we what our expectations was of them before the season starts. Corday, swing it over to you. This Bengals defense really only has like one, maybe two dudes playing all right right now. DJ yeah. Reader uh, is not him his usual self. He's not terrible, but he's not his usual self, not making yeah. splash plays. Yeah. Trey Hendrickson has been what we have come to expect from Trey Hendrickson. Yeah. But in that class of DJ Reader, you got Logan Wilson, who's took a step back from last season. My guy, Mike Hilton, he's not doing it right now. Our guy. You know, our guy. Yeah. You know, I mean, that. And then we also talked, I talked a ton about all the things that this, that was going to be lost from this defense with losing the safeties that they did in Von Bell and Jesse Bates. And Jesse Bates, another guy who's going to be on my first team safety. Bet that right now. Balling we'll that. Atlanta right now, too. Balling. Balling. Right. I mean, DJ Turner is also doing all right over there. The rookie cornerback that they drafted out of Michigan. I wanted to give a shout out to him. So, really, to swing it over to you, Cordae, like, like I had previously said, sorry to keep rambling on about this before I let you go. Uh, what are your summations of what this squad needs to do to turn it around on defense? Well, they need to play good in the secondary, first off. Uh, the safeties need to step up their play. Uh, Logan Wilson, and I always forget the guy, the guy next to him, but the linebacker play needs to be Jermaine really Pratt. Good. Jermaine Pratt. Jermaine yeah. Pratt. Reader needs to uh, really step it up and uh, go back to how it was last year. Logan Wilson needs to make – he makes a lot of plays in the passing game. They also need to be uh, big enforcers in the running game because we know Pete Carroll loves to run the ball with Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet. But then also you got them two beasts out on the outside. And you got DK and you got Tyler Lockett. And then you got uh, Jackson Smith and Zigba in the slot. So you really got to try to <laughs> – you got a lot of options to, like, stop. Yeah. <laughs> so now, the more I think about it. And, Gino, with that play action, especially with the running game going, you got to stop the running game first and make them try to beat you in the pass. Like, I don't think uh, uh, Seattle wants to get into a big shootout type of game. Like, uh, they have the weapons to do that, but that's not necessarily the game plan of a Shane Waldron and a Pete Carroll. They want to use the play action, go deep, and hit their spurts, and then beat you up in the running game, have both options open, not just one. I think it low-key is going to be a shootout, though. Yeah. 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 Just going to end up that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jay, swing it back over to you, man. What's your score? How do we get there? I got Seattle, man. I got Seattle winning. I just, you know, as crazy as this might sound, man, we, we've we been big believers in Lou and the defense. I'm not a believer no more. They, bro, they, they've given you reason. I, they, they, you know what I mean? I'm they took a, a lot of money out of the, they took a lot of money out of the tilt. And you, you know, know what makes it worse? Empty. <laughs> they should have re-signed Jesse Bates. That yep. was a huge loss. Jordan, you touched on it. I wish you would have touched on it just a little bit more because that verbiage back there, him really yeah. helping out that secondary is really – it was key for that defense to really work. That's why I don't think the secondary is really going to be able to hold up, Corday. I know he's talking about sort the secondary, how well they need to play. I don't think it's going to happen because they don't got the safeties. They don't got the safeties mm-hmm. like that. Von, Von Bell, too. I mean, he was big time, man. Dirty he's work guy. Yeah, you know. So, anyway, mm-hmm. I got Seattle, Dax Hills, man. yeah, he's figuring out. Yeah, you know, I, I I got um I got Seattle thirty. Give me um give me Bengals twenty six. Thirty to twenty six. All right, Corday. Same question to you. What's the score and how do we get there? I got it thirty to twenty. Um, I think the defense really gonna get after Joe Burrow. Cavs still gonna be showing and they're gonna uh, slow down Jamar Chase. 
but then there's going to be like a few like late points that's given up, but the game is going to be like out of hand for the most part. So I got it 30 to 20 and the Seahawks going to run it all over them to uh, keep the game out of reach. But yeah, I got a 30, 20 Seattle. Something tells me, I think that Seattle wins, but something also tells me like this Seattle team usually has a couple of dud games on the road. They do every year. They have just like one or two dud games on the road. Like not against like a terrible team, but against this a squad like the Bengals look right now. You know the record. I don't think that's 2018, this though, in the Eastern Time Zone. Do you know the record? I don't. What is it? Sixteen and four. So since Seattle's record in the Eastern Time Zone. Yes, sir. Damn, one of those four losses came in Cincinnati. I remember the game when they. Uh, oh, you remember now? Now it's I remember now. No, I remember now. It came in Cincinnati. <laughs> you remember? It was against. Uh, I remember this one when they played in Cincinnati. It was against the Bengals that had Andy Dalton. Okay. Had um, AJ Green, Marvin Jones, and then who was their Boy, third receiver? Oh. Uh, uh, uh. Rome Simpson back then. No, he was might have been the fourth. Yeah. They had a number two receiver, like a bigger X. Was it Tate? I remember they kept having this dude named Tate or something. So real Auden quick, Tate. it wasn't Auden remember, Tate. Auden Tate was the fast guy. What year was this? You remember it was, it you real quick. It was <laughs> after. It was after the. Uh, anyway, anyway, yeah. Andy Dalton. That's a long time ago. Got, yeah, Andy Dalton. It's no, it's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. Like how it's sixteen and four. Yeah. Like that's that's a very good record. And it's crazy that like off the top of my head, I remember like one of the four, like which is very yeah. few of them. I'm picking Seattle. I'm still going to pick Seattle, but I, I have a weird right. feeling that the Bengals cover. I have a weird feeling we get some odd score like 26-24, 23-25, something like that. You know what I mean? 24-22 and the Bengals cover. Uh, I think, yeah, they hit the three, then, you know, minus three, Bengals still win. Something like that. Okay. Move on to the next one. The game of the week. Here we are. Who would have thought at the beginning of the season, as we're sitting here on the week six preview, we are talking about the game of the week being the Detroit Lions, who sit at four and one, first place. Jay, Jay wh- wh- where are they at? Where are they at? Hey, look. First, first place, bro. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say. First place. I... First place Lions. I mean, we picked them all to win the division. Yeah, we did. Definitely we did. did. Definitely did to win the North. Uh, but they may games. be. I know this is another topic, and this is for another time. But they, they're mm-hmm. actually, we did kind of talk. I think we talked about it off air. They're one of those top powerhouse teams. We did. We talked about, we, did. Uh, we talked about the Bills and the Chiefs. And Your hierarchy being in the top five. Yeah. Be in the top five. We got a two-game lead in the, in the uh, NFC North, playing against the other first-place team in the NFC South in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers right now. The two teams that reside in the West reside in the East. That, that, that guy's squad over there, that guy's team. Over there, okay. okay. <laughs> the, the Eagles yeah, and no, the Niners are the powerhouses. No, he They're powerhouses of the conference. No, no, he he's like those teams are residing the West, residing the East. I'm like, what? what? <laughs> the the word is threw me off. What are you talking about? NFC West, NFC East. My bad. Oh, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yeah, Appreciate yeah. NFC West, NFC East. Yeah. yeah, the teams that reside over there obviously are the cream of the crop when it comes to the conference. But yes. these are the two other division winners in it, and they are going to mm-hmm. square off right now. Both of them exceeding expectations. Right now, love what I'm seeing from both of these squads. They've been our ICUs, both of these teams, for different reasons. Uh, Jay, to swing it over to you to start right now as we look at this Detroit Lions offense. Jared Goff, how good is this man playing right now? 
He's playing good, bro. He's playing just as good as he was playing last year. Really good. I mean, he's also one that's really good with the play-action pass as well. Um, I think one thing that Ben Johnson is doing, which I think is really, really smart, is that although his own creativeness is different from Sean McVay, he knew what Jared Goff was really good with in L.A., with the Rams, you know, yeah. and that was the play-action pass, and that's what he's able to do here, man. I mean, he's accurate. He's, um, you know, he feels he's comfortable in the pocket. You know, he looks, he, he believes in what this coaching, this scheme is about. You know, um, he has the weapons. You know, he trusts his weapons. You know, um, he's getting the protection, too. I think sometimes he holds on to the ball a little bit too long. I think he has a little bit too much com- uh, comfortability at times. But Jared Goff is one of the he, – he's, a, he's a, I would say he's probably – yeah, he's top ten right now, bro. Bro, I put top him 10. at my third my third quarterback right now when I did my all-pro list. Yeah. He was my third team quarterback. Right now, but I mean, he's he's playing that well, bro. And this is not like you know, this would be different if this was last year, and you know, the year before he didn't play well or whatever. He played really good last year, and now we're going on to this year. So this don't look like no type of fluke. I think he's you playing know, better. Look, you think so? I think, I think he he's better honestly last better. year. The yeah. only thing is, I'm starting to maybe I'm just starting to notice it. He just holds on to the ball a little bit too long at yeah. times, and I didn't really maybe he was doing that last year. I didn't see him do that last year really. But here, that was that's my only thing with him. He holds on to the ball a little bit too long. I know he has a, he has a good offensive line there. I get he trusts him, but I I just that's my only flaw with him. But he's playing well. He's playing well, bro. I I like what he's doing. Mm-hmm. I, like what he's doing. Uh, I definitely do too. Couple couple things right now where Goff is at in terms of like number spectrum on the when we look at his chart. Off target throw weight sixth lowest in the NFL. He's only off target on eight point eight percent adjusted completion percentage, which is a stat that tracks. It takes drops out of the equation, like a wide open ass drop. Like the quarterback did his job. Don't like discredit the receiver. Don't don't discredit the quarterback. Adjust the completion rate is first in the NFL. Fewest turnover worthy plays in the NFL right now. Sixth in big time throws in the NFL. Another track, another stat that PFF tracks. He's also at fourth in overall pass TDs. What all of these numbers are showing me, and all the things that I, that I notice when I watch this guy on tape and how both of them correlate. This guy is now not only just playing within the confines of the offense, but he's he's putting a little sauce on it in the sense of that he's maximizing what's there. It's a slant route. You want to hit it on time. It's open within the offense. It's a good scheme. You could target the guy, and he could catch it on his hip, or you could target the guy, and he catches it running in stride. Like those little tiny edges. It's just like Al Pacino said on any given Sunday, peace with inches. Jared Goff is exceeding in the inches right now. And that's really what I'm loving seeing from him and him paired with Ben Johnson. Honestly, if I'm Detroit, like he's going to go and he's going to have those aspirations. But what is Jared Goff without Ben Johnson going? That's something that I, I if I'm the Lions, I don't want to see. Great, that is a great question. You know, he's doing point, it. I don't even know if you want Ben Johnson to go anywhere. I, if you I'm don't. The, I'm they the were thrilled to have him back. I, if I'm the GM, I'm trying to make him, you know, assistant head coach. I'm trying to give him more money because you're right. Because Jared Garvin had his up and down moments, and it mm-hmm. takes it takes mm-hmm. it, it, it it could take the wrong coach, a different scheme, and just chanting, and you would see the Jared Goff of old. And I don't mean yeah. old from the Rams. I mean like like and well, I'll Lions. say the end of the Rams, the first end of the, the Rams era, or the first year with the Lions, the first yeah. year with the Lions, the end we, of the Rams, seen... and the first year with the Lions is what I would say. We we've seen him with. No, I mean, Sean McVay, Ben Johnson, dialing things up. I mean, the guy has had it made, but like he's still, he's capitalizing and I'm left seeing it right now. But that, that that's a good point too, Jay. 
Uh, Corday, swing this one over to you. As far as the Buccaneers' defense, Todd Bowles, another guy over there, that type of matchup from Ben Johnson going at a Todd Bowles defense. What do you think we see from this Buccaneers D? We're going to see a lot of man coverage. That's what they, they specialize in, a lot of blitzing. Um, the the thing that you really need to what we focus on, they got the second best offensive line in the league right in the league right now. So it's going to be hard to uh, try to simulate pressure with it. Uh, you got to stop the running game, though. David Montgomery has been running all over. He had 31 carries. Wait, say that again. Week. Wait, wait. Who? We're running back? David Montgomery. I just wasn't sure. I didn't know if I heard to write that, that down, and I was like, no, nah, I know. We'll get there. And then I forgot about it. And then, oh, thank you, bro. Hey, he's I, I want you to say it. I don't got nothing to say. I just want I, I like when I'm here. I couldn't hear it first. I thought I had it. Well, he, he, my headphones out. I mean, he usually have like three or four weeks, then he get hurt. Well, he was already hurt, and then he, you know, then he just like become null and void after that. I mean, he okay. keep it Jameer. So he's got like some of the most rushing yards in the NFL and some of the most touchdowns, but he like missed a week. Oh, okay. Yeah, because he was hurt. I mean, people get hurt. He didn't play one week, but he still like has like he had thirty one carries. He had thirty one carries. So that's a lot of opportunities. That's a lot of opportunities. Keep, right there. Oh, keep, so keep, he only played. Keep going on how good he's playing. I'm sorry. He played. He only played in four games, but he's you know, third in the NFL in missed tackles forced. He's third in the NFL in missed tackles forced. My third. bad. It's the reason why he on another team, right? It's the reason why he on another team. My bad. Yeah, my bad. Well, you want oh, to you know Good players go to new teams all the time. Y'all got A.J. Brown. Yeah, and not only that. Yeah, and not only that. Come on, the Bears is all type of confused. They're yeah, all yeah, type yeah. of confused, bro. Uh, anyway, anyway, anyway. We're going to stop the running game. We're going to stop the running game, okay? They stop the running <laughs> well, game. We. Look at it. It's we. It's like I'm about to be well, out. Nah, I mean, I mean I'm, I'm, I'm talking about from the Buccaneers. No, I know. I'm just talking shit. For, for this segment, it is we. For this segment right here, we as the Bucks, we're going to stop that run defense against this number five. I don't even want to say the player's name. The player. The number five. We're stop the running game oh, against the wow. player, you know, because, you know, people over here on the S SSAW, uh, <laughs> cover zero got favoritism to certain players, so we gonna stop. No, nah, nah, favoritism, <laughs> right? bro. You hated on David Montgomery signing yeah, on the offseason preview. You I did. did not I did. like that. I did. I did. I mean, cause I, I would always see it. He's having a good. He's having a good game right now and stuff like that. He would always have three good. He would have three to four good weeks, and then after that, it'd just be like, eh. that's what I was okay. saying. Okay. Right, right now, he's having a good few weeks. Okay. Okay. Let's okay. keep with the season. All right. All right. Okay. Yeah, so they have to stop the running game. They have to stop the player. All right, in the running game. Okay. All right, anytime um, you tell me uh, Eagles having a good, a good get, like so far for this season, I'm just saying he's having a good. Even talk about my team. That's though. all I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. You know, Jason Kelsey's just having a good few weeks. That's yeah, yeah just a few weeks. I mean, I mean, I mean, I keep cutting you off. I ain't seen, I ain't seen that player number five be all pro. That's all I'm saying. I ain't seen him. Fair. Make a Pro Bowl. That's what I'm saying. Well, no, he, did oh, he make, made a Pro Bowl. He made one. He made one like a few years ago. Pro Bowl. All, all Pro. You're he right. Yeah. Oh, he did. He made. He's never been an All again. Pro. Corday, what would you say though? He he made what? I didn't. Don't get quiet. I I didn't hear you. What'd you say? He made My computer froze. What'd you say? Oh, oh you got. <laughs> <laughs> hey, his face was really stuck, bro. Too. That's funny. <laughs> My computer. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, but you know he hurt me because <laughs> yeah. he said yeah. my computer froze. Well, yeah. I mean, so the fun thing about it is, uh, when we get back on topic, uh, yeah, yeah, let's get Jameer back. Gibbs is out, and Amon Amon Ross St. Brown 
is out too. But J- uh, Jamison Williams just returned last week from the suspension. So I want to see like how how that goes about it. But Sam Laporta, that I think that's the real key to this offense. Sam Laporta has been stepping up. Uh, big fantasy fine. Uh, if you if you have him fantasy, if you guys play fantasy, go get Sam Laporta. He's been balling a lot. And it's funny about this Lions team, like, because you go in, like, okay, we need to stop, like, number five, Montgomery, right? Or we need to stop, slow down Jerry Goff. But they don't have, like, these huge, like, all-star, like, amazing players to where it's like, all right, well, we got this, you know, like, because, like, I'm on St. Brown, then he was out, but they still scored 40. You know, like, all this other type of stuff. It's like this team is not – doesn't have a ton of talent, especially on offense, but they still seem to get it done. So it's a shout-out to uh, Ben Johnson because of that and Jared Goff playing well. So it's kind of like we need to slow the passing game around, slow down, make you be with the running. Like I, I really don't know how to focus in on like what and who to key on specifically to slow this offense down from the defensive standpoint of the Tampa Bay Bucks because they still have other people making plays. You know, and Then there goes Khalif Raymond for a bomb. Exactly. You know what I mean? This team has that capability. Uh, yeah. Ben Johnson, the thing I love about him, and I'll, and I'll get back right back to you, Jay. Ben Johnson has a feel for when he wants to dial up some shit. Like, that dude knows, like, sudden change situations. Right after a turnover on just a couple plays after there was, like, a punt. We talked about it when they played against the Seahawks. They caught Devin Witherspoon with a penalty. A P.I. hit him with, a like, a, a double move, double pass type of situation. Those type of things is what Ben Johnson does very, very well. Did y'all see the direct snap to David Montgomery when Jared Goff was under center. Did y'all see that? Jared Goff is under center, right? He doesn't have his hands under, under the center, like to receive the snap. He's calling a motion in line and surveying the defense. Right. But he's standing. His legs are like, like just a little bit wide because it's a direct snap to David Montgomery from this on a third and six. And they, they go out there. He looks and he signals a motion like this. And Oh, I did see one. Wasn't it in the red zone? Yeah, it was in the red zone. Zone. yeah, I did yeah. see it. I did just see it. Just as he yeah, gets yeah, to the yeah, edge, yeah. they snap the ball. Goff and it just went like, right to, he just mm-hmm. stands there, went right to David Montgomery, and he ran and it through Goff the D gap. Went off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That that was that yeah. was a dope. Yeah, that was a dope ass play. I know what play you're talking about. Yeah, like like he he just has like third and six. Okay, what pass play? Like because it's Ben Johnson. What pass play? Ben Johnson gonna do right yeah, here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, nah, bro, I'm gonna pass it through my quarterback's legs, and my running back's gonna take it up the middle. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Those type of things, and I just love really seeing that from from this offense right now, and especially utilizing this offensive line to swing it over to the Bucks defense. Just one more time before we go to the other side of the ball right now, uh, Jay, this Bucks defense from Todd Bowles. What are your early impressions? Um, like you said, Corday, obviously the blitzing and all of that, but he's changed up a little bit. He does like to run some zone here and there. He likes to do more coverage. He's not blitzing as much as he used to, you know, that's right. One Fourth in the NFL to... right now this year in blitz rate. Yeah. Yeah. Or they used know, to be like top two number, like or one. one. One, yeah, bro. I mean, he was he was the year they were the Super Bowl, they were the heaviest, yeah, yeah. Now, I will say this though, I would expect him to blitz maybe to get back to that because that's one thing about Jared Goff I've noticed in in the tape watching, bro, is that like I mentioned earlier, he holds on to the ball a little bit too much. And when you put pressure on Jared Goff, if you if you could put, I mean, obviously, you put pressure on any quarterback, yeah. it yeah. shuts down the passing game or whatever, but I feel like that's how you really stop this Lions offense, bro, because the run game is still getting it together. I like what David Montgomery is doing. I like what the running game is doing, but I feel like if you put pressure on Jared Goff because he's holding on to the ball a little bit too long, it will cause him to make mistakes. It will cause him to take sacks, and, and it will come back to the Buccaneers offense, who's really 
I mean, right now we didn't touch on it yet, but Baker Mayfield away. We'll he's get playing. there. Oh yeah, we're gonna you get know, there I next. Mean, yeah. So, but yeah, I, I, I'm expecting. I want to see Todd Bowles actually get back to the blitzing just a little bit more in this game in particular because I feel like you've got to shut down that passing game. I feel like to do it, you need to add press. You need to put pressure on Jared Goff. You know, mm-hmm. and it's gonna be hard to do it. Our lines got one of the best offensive lines. I get it. But like I mentioned for the third, fourth time now, Jared Goff is holding on to the ball a little bit too long. That was, and that's really my only flaw with him. You can't do that with a Todd Bowles defense, especially if right. you're listening, putting pressure on you like that. The way that he's deploying these fronts, like Bowles is doing something a little bit different with the different amount of people he's putting out there in fronts. So he's using like these penny fronts, which are when you put a zero technique, which is usually Vita Vea, and then at the three technique, it's a mix of like Logan Hall, maybe William Ghoston. And or even sometimes he might walk up uh, Devin White into that a gap right there as well and use him as a blitz threatener. And then on the edge, he's got Joe Tryon, Sri Lanka, and he's got Shaq Barrett. And then behind them is the other backer. So let's say it's Devin White walked up in the a gap. Then you're going to have uh, uh, what's his butt? I can't even think Vontae right now. My guy, Fonte David. You can't get him. him. That's your boy. That's my guy. That's my guy. I just blanked on his name. I was like 54 because I was watching all 22 on him today. Right, right, right. (laughs) Right, like walked up over there. But basically, you put that linebacker right behind that zero technique. It does two things. One, it makes you have to account for five pass rushers, have push protection on every play. Two, because the alignment with the two wide nines on the edge, your outside run is kind of killed because of the leverage of the edge players and because of that middle linebacker sitting right there who's free to flow with the three hogs in front of him, especially on the zero. When you have someone head up on the center, that center can't slide and reach to another three technique, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So now you're in a real big-ass conundrum, right? And that's what Todd Bowles does. He makes conundrums for the offense, and I can't wait to see how those different things included with his blitz. Granted, like you said, Jay, it's not as much. It's still there, but it's not as much as before. Mm-hmm. And I want to see, though, as they like continue to do things where they move the front, Right. Some some teams are known to move the secondary move shifts, safety, safety, rotation, post snap. Right. This is a team that more so does like front rotation port post snap where like they'll crash one side to the left. They'll crash one side to the right. They'll drop somebody out and send a second guy like Todd Bowles. I really love that he's getting back to this. So that's kind of what I want to look at from this defense as I watch the Bucks is how this Lions offensive line go ahead and handles all of that movement and chaos. Now, swing it back to you, Corday. As we look at the defense right now for the Lions, Aiden Hutchinson, what are your thoughts? Man, I I learned a stat earlier this week. He's leading all defensive linemen in pressures. Um, Jaguars messed up by taking Walker over him. Oh, Um, man, you just literally read my notes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, I, I remember at the time I thought it was a dumb move. Because of Trent Balky likes dudes with long arms and certain builds. And I was just like, go with the dude who's proven, who's got the great uh, motor, who's been doing it. I mean, because the other guy only had four sacks in three seasons. And so I'm just like, yo, you should go with something that's a solid, that's a for sure bet. But hey, it's the Lions, it's the Lions benefit because he's, right. he's, solidifying, he's solidifying that D line. Uh, he had a he had a pick a week ago or something like that on and, a screen pass on a screen pass snatch that stuff like this yeah and it, it was funny because he wasn't wearing gloves it's always funny to me when a player wears gloves most of the game and then all of a sudden you, you could tell that rush out there on the field and then he got he got a pass you know some people ain't got hands they got to knee gloves so I'm like he realized that if you catch it without without gloves and on a screen pass so it's just more that of was, the, uh, 
that was a crazy play. But keep going. That was that was a he had he does have an ability to do that that yeah. not a lot of defensive linemen do. Yeah, because yeah, I remember he did it in his rookie year too. It's like I remember like it was uh I think they were trying to float it out there and he like hurry up jumped up and got it too. Mm-hmm. So it's a mm-hmm. he, like your like instincts those sneaky right. instincts of like oh they let me go up to like let me drop back a little bit or if I can't get there. They mm-hmm. it's for a reason I could jump up and like do little stuff right. like yeah. that. Yeah, because so, quarterbacks are taught on screen passes to throw it one of two ways. Yep. They're taught to do a free throw, which is what mm-hmm. they call it, a free throw, where it's basically like over the top, right? Yep. Like you just float it. Like Derek Carr, one of his last years in, in Las Vegas, I swear he accentuated the free throw. <laughs> like, yep. geez, dude. And then other it's if you're not gonna do that, you gotta like you gotta yeah. like arm angle it. You gotta yeah. arm angle yeah. it under yeah. an incoming rush. Around the defender. If he's yeah. like right here in front of you, yep. you throw it around him. Oh, it's kind of well, like a curve. You kind of yeah, like exactly. Around them, so it can like go. Whoop. It's like some mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford naturally throws. Matthew Stafford, yeah, so, yeah. Mahomes and those guys who can who yeah. can do that. We've yeah. seen Aiden Hutchinson make interceptions on both of the ways that quarterbacks yeah. are taught yep. to release screen passes. That's pretty crazy. But yeah. anyway, yeah, yeah. Keep going, bro. Uh, uh so he's one amazingly in all defense linemen in pressures. Um, uh, really just helping that defense. He's become more of a beast more this year. Uh, the secondary is playing well, which was like the hindrance of their team last year. Uh, well, the going, the going with the blue mask who uh, left my Eagles. Uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson is playing well, helping solidify. He's hurt now. He's hurt. He's, say, he's yeah, hurt. He hasn't hurt. played in the last couple of weeks. He's hurt. Yeah. But when yeah. he was in there, he, he was, was playing, playing well. Yeah, no, yeah, he was. He was well, money. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was killing it. But yeah, no, but the he's, other guys he's though, the other guys, Jerry Jacobs. I know CJ's high on him. He's playing yeah, well. CJ, yeah, Will Harris. Yeah, he's playing solid. You know what I'm saying? And so your yeah, boy Branch, another rookie Branch. Branch, Branch, Branch. got hurt in the in the Packer game. He didn't play against in, last week against Carolina. Yeah. But just I mean, overall I, he, though, he overall, yeah, oh, he's killing when he's on the field. That's the truth. So they have like a lot of great depth, and all these players who stepping up. Even even yeah. hurt, even before they got hurt, they were stepping up and playing well. So this defense is looking good, and the fact that some of the players that we're naming played well, and then now they're hurt, and this defense is still. Playing ball. solid, still ball it. It shows like the depth and how much they've came from since last year when they had to fire the secondary sure. coach when they was yeah. averaging giving up thirty eight points a game. So yeah. it shows the growth of this team and the True. growth That's of point. the pass rush is showing how great this defense is forming into. And this is why they're four and one. This is mm-hmm. why they're four and one and haven't lost more close games because the defense has been able to step up even with injuries. Absolutely. I will say this though, real quick. I will yeah. say this. I think if the pass rush is is not getting to the quarterback. Yeah. yeah. The secondary is not that good. I will say that. For the Lions. Interesting. I will say that. That's okay. Cool. I, mean, I mean, having a great pass. But you're right, though. Easy. No, yeah. it, it compliments. It compliments. Yeah, yeah. It compliments. I, just, I yeah. just think. But anyway, yeah. 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 It is. Something that, to that improvement, Corday, that you're talking about, I'm glad you brought it up that way. Because right now, this Lions team runs man 18th most in the NFL. They are the top 13 unit, 13th in terms of the amount of times that they deploy zone coverage. What that really shows to me, it shows that growth. When Aaron Glenn was previously there before they fired the defensive coordinator, that team was running blitzes at a crazy rate. Right this year, they are 31st in blitz rate. When they were also doing that, they were very heavy in man. They are 18th in man. Once they fired that defensive coordinator, they more so started to lean into a little bit more zone, but not as heavy as they have now. So if you talk about a philosophical shift to write something that was a wrong, this is something that Aaron Glenn did with this squad in terms of how 
they are strategically approaching the way they play D. You got to respect that. Like, I, I yeah, love that yeah. you can pair that yeah. with, like, the motivation and, and like, oomph that Dan Campbell is bringing. I, I love to see that. I really do. Uh, Brian Banch missed week five. We previously had mentioned that as well. I think the one thing I really wanted to say about him, that was my guy coming out, yep. obviously. Yep. Everybody knows. But uh, I had him as a first-round pick, first half of the first round. I took him in the top 10. I said that as well. Yep. Um, he is the modern-day defender, like someone who plays the run from where he can play and someone who can function in pass coverage. And I really hope he can get back on the field. He's questionable right now, and we'll go ahead and see what, what he's going to do. Jay, to swing this one back over to you, uh, as we were going to go into the Tampa Bay offense before we get out of this segment and drop our scores right now. Baker Mayfield has landed himself on your ICU, rightfully so. We're seeing this unit go ahead and click. I remember Cody Mock was one of your guys coming out. He's converted to guard, and like he's been he's been playing very well as far as a pass blocker goes. His run blocking still needs some 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 work, but he's been some work. Mm-hmm. He's doing some. He's been doing well uh, as a pass blocker, mostly with this Tampa Bay offense. Like I mean, you've talked about them a little bit, so I guess it's kind of hard to say something you haven't said yet, but mostly as we go into this game against the Lions, what are your expectations for them? So a couple of things. First first of all, Cody Mock, bro. I'll, I said on the pod, so listeners, go back and check it out. I felt like he was the best guard coming out. Um, he, he played tackle and guard, so I was hoping that Tampa put him at guard and left he him there. Played, when he first got there, bro, he played tight end. He showed up on campus at 221. Yeah, yeah. And then he gained so we weight. Knew- you're right, and then right, he right, gained right. 80 pounds. You talking he gained about 80 Dakota? pounds. You talking about with, uh, with Dakota? The college, yeah, college. Yeah, Dakota. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, gained yeah, yeah. 80 pounds. And then they started like, nah, you're going to be an offensive lineman. <laughs> he's <laughs> like, a gritty. I mean, he's just one of the – he steamrolls people, bro. He really do steamroll people. I think he has to get better in the run block. And I'm a little disappointed with that because in college I felt like he – That's what he did better. He did that at That's a high level. That's what he level. did better. It's so, so weird. But then they played him at tackle. They played him at guard. I So, yeah. But I like what he's doing. I really like what he's doing right now. Um, The offensive line is playing really, really well. Baker Mayfield, though, man, we talked about him on the show, and we talked about him on the chat, you know. Um, And, it's again, I, this is like my third, fourth time bringing it up. But when we talked about him early on to the season when he couldn't hit passes with Kyle Trask, you know, and we were making jokes about that, that training camp, or OTAs, whatever it was. We're looking at him now. It's game of the week for us, and he's playing at a high level right now, you know. Um, and he's playing like how he was playing his first year in Cleveland. He's playing the way he was playing in college, just like real comfortable, no drama, no, you know, wide receiver problems or anything like that. He's playing at a high level. The only thing that concerns me is Mike Evans. I don't know if it's going to look like Mike Evans is going to play this week. He's yeah, Baker. I think that's – I mean, you he need, needs him. He needs Mike. However, I will say he's building some chemistry with Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin Godwin's is still a very good player. Yeah. I think people – he kind of became forgotten about a little bit. Yeah, you know, his, he had that uh, lower lower body, like, issue, like injury that never yeah. quite rectified itself, but he did yeah. – like, it's, it seems to be better now. He He's moving more like Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. He, he tore yeah. his ACL last year, and I feel like that he should have sat out a few games to start the season because he missed all preseason. Started the first game, or was it? No, I thought he tore it the year before, and then came and played like like I thought he tore it the year it was before, the year before, and then came and played I, last year, but wasn't all well, the I'm way he, right. I'm saying he was coming off it. Last yeah. Year. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And he uh he, he, he wasn't he exact. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, he didn't practice all preseason, and mm-hmm. then uh he started practicing the week of the game. And then I'm like, man, you should probably hold him out because I don't think they were thinking they should put him on pup. 
first game goes out there for like a series or two, pulls a hamstring or something like that, and then yeah. he just wasn't right for the rest of the year. Yeah, it's I mean injuries has definitely been a big thing for him, but he's healthy now, and 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 Baker's starting to build that chemistry with him, and I think that's very important because if Mike Evans can't go, you're gonna need him for that game, and he's starting to build that over the last couple games, so that's important. And then the coaches too, just really having that trust. I see the coaches really having trust in Baker. You know, Baker had his issues with Hugh Jackson, Canales, bro. Cleveland. Yeah, man. Yeah, gotta give him yeah. props. You got to. You got to. You know, so um. So, yeah, I, I think Baker's playing at a high level. The offensive line is playing at a high level. The offense in general is playing at a high level. Um, so, yeah, man, I, I like that. I can't believe I'm really talking about this right. We kind of briefly brought it up, but I didn't know it was the game of the week versus the Lions. I mean, I knew I had the Lions winning, you know, as far as the division. We did. Right. But week but six. But, I mean, we didn't have Lions, a, this type of expectation for the Bucks. We really didn't. And it's mainly driven by what we have seen from Baker Mayfield. Yeah. This offense for Tampa Bay last week put up 20, 20 no, was not uh, last week. Last week, they were on a bye. The week before, they put up 26, their last game that they played. They put up 26 on New Orleans. New Orleans has held teams below 20 points in their last 11 straight games until this one. And if you think about all the different people that they're, they're going to play against within that stretch, that's an impressive feat. That is an impressive feat. Right now, Baker is third in the NFL in play action rate. And one thing that I think that has done primarily for him, and I talked about this in the group chat when I was spending some uh, NFL All-22, was his timing is, is getting dialed back in. His timing is more present. When Baker is playing on time, he's able to really accentuate the gifts that he has. He has quick twitch ability. He can get his feet down and his hips turned and his arm fired and deliver a really powerful ball quicker than most quarterbacks have all the capability to do, the, to do those things. When it, come, when it becomes a problem for him is when he's not like on time, when he's outside of that rhythm, when he starts to break down and like the longer like a play goes on, he starts to get skittish and the things that he does well are now vacated from his, from his, from his options. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and we saw this in college. We saw him do that in college. And so it probably developed some habits to where he thinks he could get away from it in the NFL. In the NFL, sure, sometimes it'll work when you still are a strong dude. But over and over and over again, as teams start to develop a way to play against you, you can take that away. And I think with Canales indoctrinating the play action into his game, when you run play action a lot, it starts to become more of a, okay, 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 okay. It's more like timing-based. It's, it's more rhythm-based, right? It, it, it forces you to execute play action under center, especially like they do, it forces you to play within a rhythm. And I think that has helped Baker reestablish like, okay, okay, okay. And then, and then like be more of the quarterback that he was meant to be when he's coming out of Oklahoma right now. Tristan Wirfs, another part, portion of that offensive line, has switched from right tackle over to left tackle and is just killing it. Just killing it. He That's was so amazing. athletic coming out, bro. I, I'm not my guy, man. Y'all remember? Yeah, he was number one. He was number one for you. Number one for me. Number two or three on my list. Anyway, whole another conversation. Yeah, I, he, but yeah, he was definitely, yep. he was definitely high on it for sure. Yep, I remember. I remember him coming out of Iowa. Yep, AJ Epinesa was another guy on that exact same squad that same year. Hog yep. killing it. Corday, to swing it to you, man. Uh, who wins? What's the score? <laughs> How I, got get the Lions, man. I got the Lions, man. I got the Lions. Uh, weird game. Just weird score, twenty-five to twenty. Uh, lack lack of Mike Evans and uh, 
Uh, I just believe in the Lions and uh, what they're doing. Ben Johnson got them playing well over there. Uh, the player might be doing good, too, uh, behind that great offensive line. And, uh, yeah, yeah, the player. So, uh, yeah, I got the Lions. The player. He can't, even, player? he can't even say My his guy. name. What player? Come on, man. Jared, Jared Goff, that player. Oh, okay. Gave him a number. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. Cold name. <laughs> Cold name, exactly. All right. Corday is taking the Lions. Jay, where are you falling? How do we get there? Got the upset. Got the Buccaneers, bro. Oh, snap. And matter of fact, uh, buying yeah. in like that. Buying in. I like what, look, man, I feel like the pressure is going to get to Jared Goff. Hmm. I like what the offensive line is really doing on Tampa Bay, bro. I mean, they are right now, they are, uh, to, to your point, I'll let you keep going, my bad. But to your point, they are the best pass-blocking offensive line in the NFL, according to PFF right and now. that's what they do. They pass the ball. They don't even run. They rarely run the ball. Yeah. Rarely yeah. run the ball. Yeah, they really don't. I like what they're doing on that offense. I like this offense to really take on that defensive line of the Lions. I like Aiden. Corday, you brought up some good points. You know, matter of fact, that play remind me of the Cleo Mack play. Uh, mm-hmm. Jordan, when we oh, yeah, against Buffalo. Carolina. No, Carolina. Carolina. Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cam Newton. Yeah, yeah, that was, man, that was crazy. Okay. You know, Jackie yeah. Hill's the head coach. But anyway, um, I like what the Buccaneers is doing, man. And I really do feel like that secondary can test. It, it, I think that they're going to test that secondary, man. If, if they can get the blocking that they need, which I feel like Tampa Bay can, I feel like that secondary can be had a little bit. So, um, of the Lions. So give me Tampa Bay. Give me, I think this is going to be a high scoring game too. So give me, give me close to the other one. Give me 30, Tampa Bay, 27, Lions. 57. The over under on this game coming in at 43 and a half. 43 and a half. I don't know if you want to throw any on that, on that over, Jay. On that, on that over. I might. They hit 44. Like you win, <laughs> you know I'm a bad man too. I might have to. Just... I mean, if 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 you, I mean, and then also with Detroit minus three and a half, and you got Tampa Bay, we know. I mean, you could parlay that. Oh no, I'm, I'm just like, hey, I'm like, I don't know. Like, I'm not a bad man. Might. That's what I'm just like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I thought, like, 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 no, I thought you were talking about me. I thought you were talking about me. No, that was another. Oh, yeah, no, Jay. I was like, I was like, I don't know. Maybe you know. That's not. Nah, if you I might, bet. I might. We'll see. But I definitely, I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be high school. I think the defense is gonna play well. Both defense gonna play well to a certain extent, but I, I think mm-hmm. that's Emmanuel Mosley, man, uh, word of silence yeah. for him, man. Yeah, yeah uh, exactly. he. So Emmanuel Mosley last year tore his left ACL. Yeah, he tore his left ACL last year, like at some point early on. Rehabbed, got that healthy, signed with Detroit in the off season. Had a little setback at the start of the year, I want to say, and anyway. Then just last week, came back, played a very minimal amount of snaps, tore the right ACL. Yeah. yeah. Like, ugh. Like, that's just, that's so, I, I just hate to see, I hate to see that, man. We all hate to see that. Yeah, um, But to get back to the game, I think what's going to happen, Um, let me go, I'm going to go with Detroit, man. I'm going to go with Detroit. Uh, both defenses, I think, are solid. And between these two quarterbacks, I think Jared Goff is playing and has played better right now. And that's where I'm going to reside, especially if we talk about which one I think is going to suffer more without their ace because Amon Ross St. Brown got, I want to say he got a practice in this last week, but still remains questionable for this game. And 
both guys are going to want to have their dude. But I think if Jared Goff is without him, I think Ben Johnson has enough in the tank for this offense to still put out enough to be able to combat what we're going to see from Baker. I think that that over under total sitting at 43 and a half sounds pretty cool. I'm going to fall in line somewhere around there. Yeah, let me call it 24 to 20 uh, Lions. Let me call it 24 to 20 Lions. I think they cover as well. I think they cover as well. We're going to move to our final game of the week. New England travels to Vegas in the first game of the season where the Las Vegas Raiders are favored, fresh off a win in primetime against the, new, uh, the Green Bay Packers. Corday, to swing it to you first. So we can get a non-Raiders perspective in the mix. No, here I'm right supposed now. to go first. I've been going first. Now let me no, I'm just playing. I'll just no. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. No, Go, go, go. No. I knew that was gonna happen. No, I'm supposed to go first. That was funny as fuck, bro. Okay. Uh, oh man, that was hilarious. Corday, uh, if we're going to swing it over, let's. I mean, the one thing we got to talk about, it's the thing that everyone talks about when they even look at this offense, this this Raiders team play, play Be football. Be careful, bro. Be careful. The yeah, offense. Tread lightly. Tread lightly. Bro, <laughs> speak, speak your mind, bro. Speak you don't your speak mind. my mind. You know, speak my mind. Speak your mind. The Raiders offense. All right. Where are you at on them? I don't know, man. It, it seems like you guys have no sense of identity. That's what, honestly, I, if I could be honest. Um, you guys don't focus on the running game with Josh Jacobs like how it was last year. Um, I feel like last game you kind of had he well tw- not even last game L- Monday y'all started having a better game. Josh Jacobs was getting the ball more and stuff like that. And y'all pulled that game out. I was shocked to see it. I was like, oh snap, they won and he got it in. Um, th- I mean the the camp holdout definitely I think might have messed with the chemistry and stuff. But Josh honestly I feel like needs to focus in the, on the running game more. Use Jacobs more. Like how last year he led the league in rushing. Uh, they're going with Devontae Adams. Except last game, it was more of a Jacoby Myers game, which was interesting. Especially because Devontae was playing his former team. So I know he wanted more than this one target in the first quarter. You know, so I, I bet he wanted to have more pass stuff like that. So I feel like the ground game with Jacobs also keeps your defense off the field and be able to control the game when you're, you're bounding the ball. Uh, use... Adams first. Let's let's get Renfro. Let's get some third and Renfro up in here, man. Let's get the man. I remember he came in, made a key catch. I'm just like, hey, yo, this has been missing from your offense. But I feel like Josh has his own favorite players. They brought in Jacoby Myers. I'm like, hey, let's get Renfro out there. Let's 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 go to him more. Adams, Renfro, then Myers. Not Myers. I mean, not uh, Myers. Myers. Adams over there. Okay, now we can get that. You know. So, and then I feel like that could be the way that you guys can actually win this game. Controlling the controlling the ground game, the Patriots defense is, uh, has a bunch of injuries. Uh, they traded for J.C. Jackson. I don't know how much he played last week, but this I feel like you guys can take advantage. And Josh McDaniels, are you like you said, Jay, when we was off there, is a two and zero against Bill Belichick. Let's try to make it three. All right, Let's try to make it three because that Patriots team is not looking good. The only thing I'll say real quick, Jordan, before before you ask me the question is that the reason why that offense, if Josh Jacobs is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, is because nobody trusts that passing game. So they're stacking the box on Josh that's, Jacobs. So Josh McDaniels is trying to run the ball. Yeah. A lot of people don't want to hear that. I get it. Yeah. But he is trying to run the ball. But because that yeah. passing game is so shitty, bro, that mm-hmm. nobody's believed, nobody trusts, nobody thinks Jimmy G can do anything. 
They're just going to stack the box, especially off. I mean, he was the number one rusher last year. Exactly. So so let's see if Jimmy could beat us, you know, and then they're just going to double Devontae. Yeah. So, you know, and you got to understand, Jimmy G had a lot of connection with with Jacoby Myers in the first game, you know, with Denver. And then he had the concussion, went out for a little bit. So it was, you know, it was bound to happen. They was going to come into this game. They was going to bracket. They knew, you know. Mike LaFleur, they knew that they were going to try to get yep, Devontae yep. the ball. It's his old team. Yep, you know, yep. they're going to try to bracket him, and they did what they did, and Myers got yep. the ball. Now, you do want to make sure Devontae's getting the ball. Now. That's a fact. Yep, you exactly. definitely want to make sure. But when you got a quarterback that bad, the worst quarterback in the league, in my opinion, maybe maybe Zach Wilson is – hey, hey. That's Zach Between Wilson. those two. Y'all I'm see not going to tell you you're wrong. I'm not going to tell it. you you're wrong. I'm I was not. Outside of that, bro – I get you. Yes, the offense needs to be better, and Josh Jacobs needs to run the ball more. But it starts with that pass That's it. If you can't go deep, go to Renfro then. But Renfro, that's another thing. Hundred percent on that. Hundred percent on that, bro. When Renfro, I I don't know what because one player that I thought would really benefit mm-hmm. from this offense. Everyone thought Hunter Renfro. You know, you you look at Elderman. You know, Julius Elderman yep. when they had him over there in New England. Yeah, Amendola. You know, Amendola. Three guys. Wes Welker. <laughs> These guys oh. right here are similar to Hunter Renfro. Yep. Now, if I mention Hunter Renfro with them, it's oh my God, no, he ain't nothing like that. But that's yeah. because Danny Woodhead, really when they used to Danny use Woodhead, Woodhead in the slot. Yeah. They used I, I mean, slot. Ke- as like Kevin back. Falk in the slot. Like, they I mean, they found ways to accentuate guys who have that skill set. Yeah. And the fact that he just doesn't use this guy that, like, it's just crazy. won so many one on one matchups, teams respect it on third down. And he's and then not he's open. A- He's open he's at open. times. That's yeah. a crazy. And, and, and like he, even yeah. when he's out there, he's open. But when he's <laughs> he's not out there enough, it's like this is so. This is bad in so many facets. How did we arrive here? But here we are. Since when did Josh McDaniels hate a white wide receiver? First time I seen it, man. <laughs> First time I seen it. That's the real. That's the how. Did, how did we get here? You're right. You're right. Yeah. That's why everybody thought he was going to do well. Ain't the fact that I thought Bill, no, it was that he was a white receiver, and we know how those white receivers be used in New England. And it looked okay. Well, they got Renfro already. He about to be balling. But I know? think it's more. To be honest with you, I think it's more than just white, just because of their route running abilities. I feel like Hunter Renfro could run routes similar to Danny Amendola, what he was yeah. able to do to West Welkers. That's, I think he runs actually. You know, I think he runs better, better, better routes, yeah, than Amendola. Yeah, he, Amendola well, is like more tougher and hard nosed type of guy, but Renfro better route runner than Amendola. Better route runner, I give you that. Yeah, he is. He is. Yeah, but Danny did more in Josh's offense. He sure did. Yeah, he sure did. Yeah, this is. But anyway, uh, I mean, I, you know. Yeah, it is. To, so Jay, you know, to bring it back to the, uh, I don't know what to ask you that you didn't cover. <laughs> no, I, I do I actually. Already covered, no. <laughs> I already know I you with the Raiders. Away. That's why I, didn't, I already know you with the Raiders. I already know you, you, you're ready to go on so many fronts. Um, but to swing it over to the defensive side of the ball right now, the secondary for the Raiders has, been a, has long been a problem, and we've seen a lot of issues over there. But in this game right now, going against this New England Patriots receiving core, this group of pass catchers, how good do you like the Vegas chances? I like them. I like them. I like them because, I mean, for one – Mac Jones, you can't – I don't trust Jack, Mac, Mac Jones, you know. Um, so that's red flag number one. He mess around and just make a mistake, you know, um, and help out our secondary. And then I just like the way certain players is playing, you know. Um, I think Morig in the secondary is playing a little bit better. We kind of talked about him a little bit. I he had feel a good like, game against uh, Green Bay. Yeah, he had a good game against Green yeah, Bay. Yeah. 
Uh, Marcus Peters had a little tip pass. You know, um, he didn't intercept it, but he caused an interception for Robert yep. Splen, who had two. Um, which was I can't believe Jordan Love threw him that first one. I like, I, like, hey. I, like, I, like, okay. It was easy. If they throw I know it, it, it you, catch it. If they throw it to you, catch it. Great, good yeah, job. It was a, it was a dumb. How did yeah, he not see him? I'm tripping. He stared through. I saw, they saw the it comes down, but you know what? Let me tell you, bro. When that pressure is on you, mm-hmm. when Max Crosby is coming around, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they use Max everywhere now. Now he's not just coming yeah, from the, the right. you know, yeah, he's not just coming off the right. They're using him up the gap, the A gap. Yeah, they they sent him on a lot of twists last 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 game. They that I gotta give Graham on that one. He was running some long stick stunts, pulling him from one side all the way to another side. And that's his hustle. That's his his, the stamina that he has. I mean, he can be on the field for games for 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 the whole game, and to be able to run those different type of lineups like that is really impressive. Um, so. To me, what I see is I see Mac Jones making mistakes. I see our secondary being able to capitalize on that because of how bad their offense is. And I feel like because of the pressure that we're getting from our front, I feel like it's really going to help out the secondary as well. You know, so sure, that's where I'm at with it. You know, mm-hmm. for sure. No, I, d- I definitely see that there. The Raiders' offense has been a a problem that we mentioned. We talked about what their defense is able to do. Let's look over to this New England defense right now, Cordae, as I swing it over to you. This team has sustained some injuries in the secondary, and with what they with how they've assembled the squad, we expected more from them up to this point in the season right now. For them, like, what is missing, in your opinion? Hmm. I mean, I mean, that's the question. <laughs> I mean, they just lost their best pass rusher uh, two weeks ago on Matthew Judon, uh, so that's that's a big one. Uh, big uh, big edge guy coming off the edge. They lost their rookie corner uh, Christian Gonzalez, who was playing, who was balling out there. That's why they traded for J.C. Jackson, brought him back. Um, it uh, turnovers and consistent pressure. Like I remember, like the defense. Like to me, it seems like whenever the Pats play the Jets. They're dominant. And for whatever reason, it seems like they start to get going when they play the Jets. And all of a sudden, they start to rally and um, become more of that. Because we because um, also preseason, uh, Bill Belichick loves to do this. He loves to use the first four games. So that's what they say. First four games is an extension of training camp. is an extension of the preseason to really form into something better and really make that defense or the team really good. But mm-hmm. with injuries and stuff like that going on, I don't think that's happening now. I don't think they're forming into nothing. They're just becoming bad. They're becoming worse. They're getting exposed with two major injuries, especially. Um, they need to figure out a, some way to create pressure. Maybe J.C. Jackson can be the addition of him. He can start becoming that that uh, turnover maker that he was a few years ago when he, before he left New England. They need that. They need picks. They need more sacks, more pressure, something like that to generate and uh, strength the field. Because last week, they, these last two games, they've been getting blown out. So the offense hasn't been doing nothing, but also the defense hasn't been stopping nobody either. So that's yeah, what they need that, to return that, that's, Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what they need to return more. It's more of to a, a dominant defense that we look, that we saw from last year, and especially going to the season, we thought we was going to see even more with the addition of Christian Gonzalez. We need more of that and less of these last two games of Bill Belichick giving up the most points he ever has and breaking and blown out. Back to back weeks, he was like, "Oh, they ne- Bill Belichick never got beat like that." And then we said it again last week: Bill Belichick never got beat like that. We need to that needs to stop. Yeah, looking across the board on this defense, though, it's there are 
to not like you know completely you know absolve yeah. Bill Belichick of anything that he's done wrong uh, because I think there are some things there which we will get into soon. But to look at this this depth chart here, Kyle Duggar questionable, Jabril Peppers questionable, Jonathan Jones the current healthy corner questionable, Miles Bryant is slated to start, he's going to be okay. Sean Wade, who honestly isn't a very good corner, but with their depth problems, he's been asked to start questionable. Right? They have Christian Gonzalez on IR, Marcus Jones on IR. Cody Davis is, I mean, it keeps going. Jack Jones is on IR. Like, they've been getting hit in a lot of different ways. Barmore is questionable. Godshaw is questionable. Uche is questionable. Like, there's a lot of different things that's taxing the depth of this team. But really where I think the, the problems come down to start really on the offensive side of the ball and how they look to attack this. Jay, from the Patriots offense, same question to you. What's missing? That's why I said it was a great question because I really can't answer it, bro. I Because when we came in talking about the Patriots, we talked about the offensive coordinator last year. See, now they got, yeah. now they got O'Brien over there, and I, we expected a solid Mac Jones. We expected I mean, like some, it, some, some – Something. Some, I mean, better than what it yeah, was something. last year. <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's better than what it was last year. I get the weapons, Corday, you brought up. You brought up, hey, maybe they should have traded for certain people. But Mac Jones just don't look good at all. I mean, he just right. don't – he he doesn't look good. He don't look comfortable back then. He looked the way he did last year. So now it's almost like, well, who was the problem? Was it the was it the defensive coordinator slash offensive coordinator? Or was it and Mac it's, Jones? Or was it both? Because right. Mac Jones looked the way – the way he looked now is the way he looked last year. And it's just uncomfortable, not it's sure not of himself. Worse. I'm not going to say worse. I'm not going to say yeah, worse. You know, okay. Because I, I, I do like, feel like yeah. it now the defense is not it, – it, now it's the whole team. See, yeah, last yeah, year you're but, like, okay, the defense got some stud players. They're healthy. Now it's both sides. I just I, I just mean like how the offense itself – I get was, it. No, like, I get it. I'm yeah. just saying. But the defense would, was able to get those turnovers last year. They were sure, able for sure, to be for sure. It made the team better. Offense. Yeah. yeah, and now it's almost like – I don't know. But to answer your question, bro, I really don't know. I really don't know. I, I thought O'Brien was really going to kind of really make things a little bit better for Mac Jones. Weapons would, would would help, but he just doesn't – I don't know what it is. He just doesn't look – doesn't look. I don't even know if he looked himself. I just know when he was with Josh McDaniels, he looked solid. He was he was somebody that was like, okay, solid service right. quarterback, not too bad. But, what, but as far as attacking the – put it this way. The way to attack the Raiders in general, I I would say I would still say try to run the ball. You know, um, I would try to run the ball on, on, on this Raiders team because I don't think we've really we've seen the Bills do it, and the Bills the Bills did anything they I mean they got the they they really passed the ball really well, but they was able to run the ball a little bit too. I would try to run the ball. I would Packers started out doing it, but the game script went away from it. Yeah, and they got that's away from sense. it. And yeah. that's the thing, too. Broncos did a solid job, too, in week one. And they just, I don't know what happened. It just, it didn't work out enough. But they had some success running the ball mm-hmm. against the Raiders. Mm-hmm. I would try to run the ball. Because one thing I will say with the pressure with the Raiders, Tyree is still coming into his own. I know a lot of Raiders fans ready to give up. Listen to me, Raider fans. Hold, hold off. I mean, it's no, I mean, no need to give up, but I mean, you know, yeah, a lot I mean, of them are giving up. There's no, re- there's, there's no. I mean, like, and you know, we know one, we know yeah. one guy. So let's. But anyway, 
the pass rush outside of Max is still a little questionable. Yep. Yeah. The defense oh, yeah. as far as it's still very the run, questionable. It's yeah, still it, very questionable. The stopping the run is is still well. Malcolm, Malcolm Kuntz is solid. I think he splashed a lot. He's uh, he's still not a secondary pass rusher. Right no, now. he's not. He's not. But I'm just saying they're because they're believing on Tyree. They thought they would have Chandler Jones. I don't. But anyway, yeah. I will say this: I would run the ball against the Raiders. I would. Uh, it's a good point. It's a good Me, strategy. I, I mean, it, it makes sense, you know. Because right now you don't have trust. And this is another thing too, with this 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 weird Patriots offense is like you keep pulling Mac Jones and benching him. And mm-hmm. Zappy in and that's messing with the confidence. That yep, that that sure. that right there, bro. Yep. You can't expect a quarterback to get back in there and just have full blown confidence, knowing that you don't really believe in him anyway. That's mm-hmm. gonna mess mm-hmm. with you. Mm-hmm. You got cadences, you got all this stuff you got to spit out to exactly. the wide receivers exactly. and all of these tight ends and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know your head coach, your office coordinator, don't really even believe in you. Mm-hmm. So I, if that's the case, I'm trying to attack. That defense right up front, the defensive line with the rushing attack, with Stevenson and them, and seeing what I can get, open up some play action. Pass. There's no I real know. like beef. Like we don't really have like a like we a nose tackle oh, that you, like there's none. One guy, Adam. Um, and I'm blank. Adam Butler. Adam, Adam Butler. Adam Butler. I'm glad you because I, I I normally don't blank on names. But Adam Butler is somebody that played well last week. But we don't really have a stud right Like that there. body and type. I've been like talking about it, bro. I've been yeah, talking about it for you the have, last You have. You want to tackle. You want a hog. And it's just we don't have that. We drafted Byron Young. He's, I mean, he's coming into his he's own. He's not even really playing. Him. So, yeah, I yeah, would I mean, like, the, Jerry I Tillery and, and like, like. And he makes blow. dump penalties. I mean, he's, he's somebody. He's not, even a, he's not even a run defender like that. He's not even like a hog in the middle. He's supposed to be a defensive tackle pass rusher. That's what he's supposed to be. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. supposed to be able to cause pressure. Yeah, he's like, like that's a, like what because you like you know how we used them like three, four D end or like yeah, a four we three used... like third down pa- rotational pass rusher. Yeah, yeah. but, like, but he makes these dumb penalties. You know, like, like he, he did against the Chargers. Man, like stupid penalty. I know exactly why he did that too. I know. <laughs> he used to play against Chargers. He was drafted by him. Yeah, yeah. He had a dumb penalty last year, and I think it was against the Chargers in L.A. Anyway, off that. We don't have really those those. We don't have hogs. We don't have the beef. We don't. Yeah, we don't have it. So to me, if I'm the Patriots, I don't trust Mac Jones. Good strategy, bro. Well, I don't trust. I'm just assuming I don't trust Mac Mac Jones like that. I keep pulling him out. The wide receivers we don't have like that. You know what I'm saying? And this Raiders defense, as far as stopping a run, it still needs to be tested. I don't think anybody's really tried to run the ball on this team, and they should, because not like we putting up a lot of points. It's not like we're blowing teams out and it's like, oh, yeah, we can't run the ball. We we down 20 points. We down, yeah. you know, 14. No, come on, bro. Run the ball. This wow. offense don't score a lot. Like, I mean, point blank, period. We haven't scored score more than 18 points, bro. A lot of understatement. <laughs> we bro, haven't scored more than 18 points. The fuck out. <laughs> like, I mean, I mean. So that means it's going to be a close game on Sunday then, right? It is. It's going to be just like Green Bay. I got us winning, but it's going to be like Green Bay. Corday, to swing it to you for the score before I swing it back to you, Jay, where are you landing on on who wins this game? This Patriots offense, if you mentioned, has has no weapons, it seems. Uh, They don't know how to use a running game. Um, You you say it's going to be close. I think it's going to be low scoring. Uh, I think it's going to be a repeat 
of the Packers game, it might be like a 17-13, mm-hmm. 17-10 type game. So I, I'll give it to y'all 17-13 because I don't believe in this Patriots offense. I think Belichick don't like Mac Jones because especially going back last year when he kept calling Bill O'Brien because he had the pencil calling plays. So I think Belichick has no faith in Mac Jones, but also I think Mac Jones has no faith in his offense and doesn't believe that the coach likes him because each time he's been pulled and benched, but at the same time, he ain't got no weapons outside. Gasecki is cool, but then Juju don't look like nothing. So I got I got the Raiders winning. I keep forgetting about Juju. Juju yeah, no, it, that's I a good point. That's a good point, Corday. Yeah, and I know why you forget about him, Jay. He he has not done anything. You would have expected that this offense with the Patriots right now, with the receiver core that they have assembled, that they have Kendrick Bourne, they got Juju Smith, they got uh, Tyquan Thornton, the deep threat. You know, said, they, I, forgot was, I forgot he was on there. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, we got all yeah. these guys that are like forgotten men. Like, uh, who else is over there? Uh, Devontae Parker. He's over there. Yeah. That was my He's guy. over there right now. But he's been. You know, Keyshawn Butte, the dude out of uh, LSU, the receiver that had like you know he he tore up college football for a while. Oh yeah, yeah. Then he like had, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Ty Montgomery. I mean, like we have seen worse receiving cores. Yeah. Not only for the Patriots, but in the NFL, just be like somewhat serviceable. You know what yeah. I mean? Like they aren't like breaking down the house, but they aren't like just absolutely pitiful to where over the course of two weeks, like. They're, they're, they're in the doldrums of the NFL. Jay, swing it back to you with that in mind. I got the What's Raiders. the score? <laughs> Who wins? I got the Raiders winning, bro. Give you me the Raiders. Raiders winning. How do we get there? I got the Raiders winning. They finally break that 18-point mark. They get oh, okay. 20. <laughs> they get, I give them 20. Give them, actually, bro. Yeah, give them 20. Yeah, give me, give me 23-16. Yeah, 23-16. I got Raiders twenty, Patriots seventeen. What? Uh, you? Yeah. No. Yeah, me. No. No. Yep. No, yep. you want them to lose? It, it gotta be. <laughs> no, it, it it gotta. <laughs> I, I, I thought. <sighs> so okay. It, no, no, you're right. You're right, Jay. Tell tell them like like you a hundred billion percent. No, right, I, 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 I I know I know no no you no you are that was. That was A1. I appreciate uh, I, that was A1, bro. That shit was funny as fuck, but you're right. But here's the thing. Here's what I also re- reminded myself of, and I told y'all this in the chat. When it comes, like, down to that nit grit, like, when it comes down to what we saw on Monday night, I was in a bar before I went to the Polyphia show, the best show I have seen this year, by the way. Oh, my God. Nice. Those guys. So amazing. It was look dope. dope. Oh my god, like bro, and I don't know, I don't know if you like math rock, progressive rock. Anyway, no, no lyrics, just bro. Like anyway, Polyphia, check them out. But I was at a bar by where the concert was after I got off work, and I went in and I had some wings, I had a beer, and then I walked to the show, and I'm sitting there like finishing my my beer before I go to the show, and like it's it's 55 seconds left, and I'm just like telling somebody that I wanted us to lose. But then when I'm in that mode, I'm like, no, second and eight. Stop this fool. All right, no, put somebody over. Yeah, that's the fandom. Like, like, I I can't turn off what's in here, right? I I, I can't do that, right? What's up here says to get rid of Josh and and let these people go 
and, and, and start it over, you know, do that whole thing. And, and, and there's, there's a human conflict between the head and the heart always, you know what I mean? That that's the way it is. And right now, honestly, both of them lead me to 20 to 17 Raiders. And I don't think that's a huge feat because of how bad this Patriot squad has been. I, yeah, I, like, it's really like the fact because that, of how bad the Patriots are. Yeah, like, like I, the fact that the Patriots score 17 in one this, game, oh, and my, they ain't even scored seven in the last two weeks? Yeah. I mean, that like I, I'm giving them a lot right there. So, yeah, I think I, let me get the Raiders. That's where I'm going to land on. Uh, but if this squad loses, you know what? I, I, I will I, I'll feel I will still feel stupid. I will still feel stupid. Like, like I, I still will. It, it's, you know, it's that well, yin and that, that yin. That's how you should. That's how you should. Because, you know? I mean, when you're a fan and your team lose and you got them winning, that's how you should. I mean, you should feel mad, upset, stupid, whatever it is. Yeah. Not enjoying it at all. Not enjoying it at all. Before we get out of here, one last thing that we can dovetail in before we close out the show. Corday, the state of the Patriots right yep. now with Bill Belichick. This is something that we can uh, round into before we get out of here. Where are you at on his legacy at this point with what's happened this season and the last year? Uh, I mean, uh, I've always felt the GM, Bill Belichick, uh, was never that good. Always, I never liked the fact that he wouldn't pay players or like they would, he would always ask them to take less. Like, Bill, I, like the thing, the narrative that I always had it was Tom Brady takes less so they can keep players here, but then the Patriots never pay people a lot. And then yeah, and his take less was like seven to ten million. Yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Well, it was like take less. To, it was like more guaranteed, but like less over a big contract. But like, like, it, right, basically, the right, amount though. led to like yeah. a, a decent guy, but like, yeah. like one guy out of fifty three. So know. so and then I it was always weird because when Brady took less so he could resign other players, I always felt Belichick always told players they couldn't he couldn't pay them more than Brady. When literally Brady was taking less so he could pay other players. So it was always this weird thing. He was like, oh, I can't pay more than Brady. Like, I remember he literally was saying that. So then he would just let players go. He will trade them. Or he kind of phase them out of the defense and things like that. So, and then now it's just all these, like, these contracts. Look, I'm going to sign you to, like, a two, three million contract. But you can get, you can make up to six million with incentives. Like, he loves doing a one-year six million with incentives. Base salary is, like, two and a half million. The, and then a lot of those players are panning out. And it's not – it's like you go there to win. Like, oh, you, they've been winning so long. You go there, you will take that deal because you yeah. think you're going to win. Now, you ain't winning. Now, you had to overplay a few guys. Only I remember the one guy who actually pay, paid off by you paying was Matthew Judon when you brought in all them free agents. You paid Nelson Aguilar. You paid Kendrick Bourne. You paid John Hunter Smith. John o. Smith. Hunter, Hunter Henry. Henry. Hunter Henry, yeah, Hunter Henry still on the team. I forgot he was on the team too because he ain't yeah, made the play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now you overpay these players, but the GM of Bill Belichick can't pay people. And then offensively, you've never been able to draft a receiver, so you need to bring in guys. And then the craziness of having a former defensive coordinator and a former special teams is the QB that's, coach. That's, that's offense. like if anybody else does that, we're calling it malpractice. Yeah. And then it was funny because I remember I was thinking, this is crazy. You shouldn't be doing this. But so many people gave him the benefit of the doubt that, nah, this is going to work out. This is going to be great. I'm like, this is a second-year quarterback having a new offensive coordinator. You might want to give him somebody who actually knows something about offense, actually can scheme stuff up. Nope, it's going to work out. So last year, Matt Jones looks terrible. 
this year Mac Jones looks terrible again because you still didn't bring in nobody. You Juju Smith is still over there, but he you, where is he? It's a it's a it's a uh, what is he it? Was uh, there. Forgot he was it, there. It's a BBA out on him or something like that, looking missing in action. He's on a mil- yeah, he's on a milk cart. Milk cart. He's on the back of a milk cart. You know he. You know you got to wait. One percent, the fat free, the two percent, the three point eight two five, and a whole. So <laughs> it's like, what's his identity? I remember everybody believed in Ross Stevenson. Oh, he could be good, stuff like that. I didn't believe in him just because uh, the Patriots don't stick to the running game like they that. Yeah, they never have. So I'm like, how is this dude going to benefit and be good if they don't stick to the running game? So I just had. No clue what they was gonna do, and it's showing this year. It, the GM Belichick and the arrogance from the coaching is showing because the defense is still amazing when they're healthy. They they look good out there, but this offense has always been lackluster. And Tom Brady covered up a lot of band aids, and Belichick kept getting away with stuff. So now it was like, all right, maybe Tom Brady did a lot of heavy lifting, and he did because Belichick kept cutting salaries, not bringing in good talent. And it's seen now because you brought in these few guys. Oh, I'm going to turn this dude. We're going to like, we're going to have him be great again. But they nope. did though. They did turn, not, uh, not the recent guys. Yeah. But the present, the present, the, the, the guys, the West Wilkins guys, we talked about those guys that didn't really become nothing nowhere else. Wes Walker did. Wes Walker did. But outside of that, the other guys, they did turn in to be pretty solid, but I get your point. I get your point. Solid, but not great. And you'd always trade it. You'd always trade a, a, a great, a really good player because you're going to bring in somebody solid and it worked out. But it to me, it was always kind of a like, man, this is ain't, this ain't great. And, and and for, honestly, he won six Super Bowls, but there was like a, a period of 10 years in between that because he kept doing that and it was like a bereft of talent at certain spots, so you had to work through it. And you ended up winning three more Super Bowls, which is hard to do. But now it's Tom Brady was gone. That was the main cog and the main key that was there. So now it's kind of, Belichick, why you keep mentioning this dude who you drafted? I remember you was pissed when you had to trade away Jimmy Garoppolo. Now Mac Jones is your hand-selected guy. He's supposed to be the dude supposed to carry you into the future, and you benching this dude? Yeah. Like, what you... And then, what, and then putting him back out there, just messing Put him back ball. out there, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The Patriots are in a spot where we really haven't seen them before. Yep. Because we assume that the defense would at least carry them to somewhere around the seven and nine area area. And I wonder as it continues to go this way, not, it's not, it's not a measure of like, to me, it's really honestly not a measure of like saying like Bill Belichick was completely carried by Tom Brady. Mm -hmm. Like that's all he was. I'm I'm not, I'm not there. I'm not doing that. Like his resume is false. I'm not there. But I think honestly, right now where Bill Belichick is, is in is even him. Even Bill Belichick is subject to a point to where you need to pivot with your philosophy mm-hmm. and you need to adapt and you are refusing to. Yeah. And the reason why for over time you didn't have to do it might have been just simply because you had Tom Brady who made it at least okay mm-hmm. to, to kind of, you know, operate the way that you do that type of thing. So I, I don't know if I don't know if he's going to do it. I don't know if he wants to do it. Um, there are just certain ways that they they run their organization that other teams, when there are they they need help and they need an insurgence of some sort. The way they kind of just go at it, the Patriots have never seen like they needed to, and it's always been Belichick and Brady, the ones that are are gonna are gonna spearhead 
you know, the the most of the of the retooling. But this might be an area where you actually have to start to like rebuild. And I don't know if Bill Belichick is ever going to commit to do that. I honestly don't know if he's going to. I honestly think he thinks that, nah, I can cut corners and I can. Well, he's dropped to rebuild. Like, like Corday said, he can't draft. He can't draft. He, can't. he tried to be. He's tried I mean, he to draft I mean, wide receivers. He's never he's, drafted wide receivers. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. He's tried. They just never, they weren't good. They weren't and good. Some of these they, guys yeah, wide that receivers he's drafted, he hasn't never, yeah. he, I mean, some of these guys he's drafted hasn't really been that good. I like, real quick, Jordan, before you finish, yeah. that whole point, Corday, about Bill Belichick, the GM, mm-hmm. that was a great point, bro. That was really, because he he's he's a terrible, terrible yeah. GM, bro. And, and and in a sense, though, it's like, oh, well, you know, he's good because they won. Yeah. But that Tom, but Tom Brady being there and that whole offense. Made it right. It was ran, made yeah. it right, bro. Yeah. I get it. Jordan, I get what you're saying. I'm not just going to put it out. Tom Brady did. But it almost feel like, man, maybe it was. Because these guys separate. Josh McDaniels with the Raiders, he ain't doing that. He's left yeah. twice. Yeah, he sure, sure. Left. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Brady oh, left yeah. for the first time. Where if I all Josh got to do is call plays? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying he left not successful. All these other guys left not, but Brady left, mm-hmm. and ain't successful. nobody. See, ain't he yeah. successful? But everybody yeah. outside of him is not yeah. successful. Yeah, I mean, the whole team from the Patriots, Bill, Wes Josh, Welker everybody. was successful. What Wes Welker? But I'm what I mean is Bill. Coaches, I'm talking about the coach. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm talking yeah. about the coaches. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking oh, about none of yeah. coaches. Bill O'Brien had an all right year one season. He did. That's yeah, one, one guy. One season. One guy. Uh, Flores had a nice defensive coordinator time, but you're right. Like none of them have done Nobody anything remotely really close. close. So no one, no one has been a head coach out of that tree to do like, like maybe, maybe, maybe Bill. They've been head coach. Oh, you talking Flores, about? Flores, no, I'm saying like a like a good one, like a good one, like a head oh, yeah. coach to write home about. Right, like, like Flores, like he. I like was, what Flores did, man. Flores was. He was cool. He got, he got the, no, he got the I still think Bill O'Brien was a good coach. Not he a good was GM. cool though. A terrible GM. Terrible GM. Was, terrible GM. Yeah. But a good coach. I think, I think yeah. those so we guys, got beside basically. the point. I'm I, We are, we are. But go ahead, Jordan. I, you know, I, yeah, no, that that's really it. And the thing I think is just that we're at the spot where Bill Belichick needs to adapt his philosophy. And if he's unwilling to do that, how can you keep him around if this is what we start to see as the result of the Patriots? And that's just really where I stand on it. Like how can you keep him around when he continues to do this and put teams in this situation and being the evil genius when it's really just, well, look what I did before. You know right. what I mean? Living in the past now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fourth year without Tom Brady, too. This is his fourth year without Tom Brady. Nothing. Yeah. We'll see what's happening. Yeah, I agree, man. Um, I think this is pre- I think if the Raiders put up, I got them at the highest at 23. Jordan, I think you got them at 20. And then Corday, you said seventeen. If, 17. if if the Raiders put up thirty points, yeah. something crazy like that against New England, and then they got to go against the Bills, Miami, the Colts and Commanders is not going to be easy. This can get really ugly. I think it'll be time for Bill to walk away, bro. I think it'll be time for him to walk away. I say walk away because you can't fire. You cannot. That's what I talked about. Fire man. Bill, bro. On your you last, uh, what's going on? I was like, how long is that leash? I think after this, I think this run, if if I think it starts with the Raiders, bro. I think it starts with the Raiders. I think that I, I think the owner, Robert Kraft, expects yep. Bill to beat 
the Raiders yeah. and Josh McDaniels. I know he didn't do it the last couple of times. The last time was crazy or whatever. The first game when Josh was the head coach of Denver, that one was close. Yeah. I think if he don't get it done this game and the Raiders break out and on offense where they score 30 points, 28 points, something like that, and then the next weeks I, I'm expecting it to get worse. Bills is elite. Mm-hmm. Top five offense. Miami is number one in offense. Then you've got commanders and Colts, Colts and commanders. They're they're pretty good putting up points. It can get real ugly. If that happened, I think you gotta allow Bills talk to Bills and say, you know, I think it's I think it's over. I think your time is over, bro. I think yeah. it's over. And 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 let them walk. You can't fire them though. Nope. Can't fire them. The only reason why I feel like Belichick is still trying to coach and still trying to do it, especially with New England, because thirty more wins and all time list. All time list. He passes Don Shula mm-hmm. as the all time winning his coach. And doing it with one franchise. Well, I one. thought he would have took a bigger chunk out of that. I mean, we still got a lot of football left. Yeah. I well, thought, how many more I games do you need? How many more? Like 30. 30. Oh, he 30. needs 30. Oh, that's not And then 30. he takes the all-time <laughs> list. <laughs> that's out, bro. That's out. It, it, that's out. The way, the way this I mean, year, maybe Bill out. Belichick wants to look at that type of thing. It's something to focus on. That was something that Somewhere I had brought else. up earlier on yeah. uh, in the year. Uh, like, I mean, hey, maybe, but like, maybe that is something that, like, hey, give me this long to, to see if I can get that. I think that's a good point because Bill Belichick definitely does care as much as he doesn't want to try to act like he does. Yeah. That dude cares about the legacy and the story Absolutely. and the history of football. It will not so. happen in New England. It, 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 if, if, if it go this way, if it go this way, it will not happen because then they'll probably draft him. Well, I don't know. I, I I'll say this: it, it'll probably take like four or five years for them. Yeah, it, yeah, they would they would have to t- because then you're going into rebuild mode. So yep. if, if they lose these next five games, six games, you draft a quarterback. Is the OC the right guy? You keep him. Maybe he's not. You replace him. It's it's going to be a rebuild. It's going to be where they're winning five, six, seven games in the next few years. Like Corday said, I think it's going to take at least about maybe four or five years for it to happen. If he stays in New England. If he stay. We'll see. Well, gentlemen, that is all that we have for everybody listening. Ladies as well. We appreciate that very much. Been going in on week six right now in the state of the New England Patriots on what's on the on deck for them if they lose to the Las Vegas Raiders. You see the squad here for me. You see it for Jay. And you see the shoes for Corday. We hoping that we can step on that squad with them kicks as well. Each and every one of them He's as fresh. we go into week six right now. <laughs> Appreciate y'all listening to the Cover Zero podcast. We will be back with our week six preview on Sunday with our ICUs, our what's going on, SSAW. Thank y'all very much.